Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867 is our number. Trace is on the porch with us. All is well, and we're getting ready to go, helping you to do some great gardening. And uh, Millburgers is the place to stop by, like so many of your gardening peers who are here today uh, doing some shopping, getting tomatoes in that basket. Yeah, ferns in that Cal- basket. Even Calvin got his tomatoes. To- All right, Calvin. Way to go. Well, I didn't get... The National Tomato Council has said I can't... I didn't get all of them I wanted, but I got some. Red, <laughs> red snappers. Yeah. And uh, BHN 968s. Oh, they yeah. Uh, Not very you. many of those. Yeah, but I didn't... I, <laughs> I thought this whole thing here was full of... Uh, Orange uh, crust, ruby, ruby crust, yeah. Except it's it's for the red snappers. Yeah, yeah. but it's got a rodeo tomato. Yeah. I, uh, I read Snapper they, did David used people. leftovers. Yeah. Or had him use leftovers. <laughs> I've been informed by the Tomato Council's legal and, department uh, that I folk, can't grow I tomatoes. We're looking for, uh, say, we got some uh, <laughs> tycoons in one gallons. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if everything shows up this week, yeah. <laughs> the keyword is if. Well, uh, all you I'll can have, do is try. I'll have a great selection of one gallon and a decent selection of four and a half inch. All right. Oh, good. Not great, but decent. <laughs> Got to show up first, though. Yeah, so, well, well, the gallons after the freeze, <laughs> uh, uh, people are seeming to want gallons. They want to get a get back a I can't head start them. on it. And uh, that that uh, ty- I was surprised and happy that they had so many tycoons. Oh, and the one gallon. Yeah, and the one gallon. Yeah. yeah, I think I ordered another hundred. Good. Or one hundred fifty. I can't remember which. <laughs> a bunch. Well, you know, people don't realize <laughs> the uh, how hard it is for these commercial nurseries to snap back with product after a devastating freeze like that. And uh, <laughs> we're we're lucky we've got so many good nurseries that can snap back. Uh, yeah, a lot of it depends on what they grow too. Yeah, well, so that's if they grow an annual, then they can they can get back fairly quick. Yeah. Uh, you're going perennials a little longer. The woody evergreen shrub market is going to be hurting for quite some time. Yeah. I was talking to Trace yesterday as I was going out, and I was excited to see uh, an even more miniature uh Yopon Holly. Yeah, Micron. I think we made it I think we made <laughs> a plant of the Mic- week like two or three years ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's called Micron. And I, I don't know how much it costs, but it, I imagine it takes them a long time. I imagine. To grow that size plant of a It's a little more than a regular Yopon yeah. Yopon, but uh and it should be. Completely different looking though. Oh, okay. They only get uh, like one to two foot tall, and the leaves are about a quarter of the size of the regular dwarf yopa. Yeah. Oh, hopefully the deer won't eat that one. <laughs> just just uh, like they leave the others alone, too. Yeah. 
How would that be heartbreaking to have that? <laughs> it says, it's, it says it's deer resistance. Yeah, so. oh, good. It probably is. Uh, but, you know, people moving into uh, retirement homes or something like that, they don't want to fool with the shrubs anymore. Uh, they want to plant them or have them planted. And they don't want to have to keep for trimming them back. Well, that one has a, a stay short, and it has a natural tendency to be rounded. Yes. Not, it's not look. 100%, but it's more pretty. so than most. It's nice, a nice plant. So you could plant that, and it's a yopon holly, which means it's practically indestructible. Now, uh, the, uh, even the... The Burford, the Burford Hollow yeah, is yeah. another one that doesn't take much care, and it's beautiful. Except that uh, it's less, uh, the deer have more interest in that than they do the Yopon. <laughs> so Yopon is the They'll eat, they'll eat Burford? Well, at least in my neighborhood. Yeah, the, leaf, <laughs> the leaves are bigger. So Yopon, they have to work re- uh you know, work really hard to get any kind of Oh, quantity. yeah. The dwarf Chinese they pass up in my neighborhood. I wonder why. The thorn, I guess. Yeah, it's got to be. But that, that well, that they'll eat a, a rose with thorns. <laughs> that is a beautiful. Yeah, but every every leaf on that's a pokey. Yeah. yeah. And that that color, green color on that. Uh, yeah, it's pretty. So there's spectacular. only a few things in the old days that people would plant underneath windows so their kids wouldn't crawl out the window. Oh, quit it! So people didn't do that. Kids, you didn't bet they do did. That. So that one, <laughs> that one, and agarita uh, are the two that come to mind the most. Pyracantha. Oh, jeez. Got to keep that kid inside. <laughs> All right. At least after their first attempt to. Oh, you'll know if they did it. <laughs> Trace is devious. I, I, that's mean, it is. Uh. 210-308-8867. Is that a rare plant on that basket that's uh, in bloom? Yes. Yeah. So, as I was mentioning earlier, I, I toured some of the growing operations <laughs> yeah. earlier in a week. Mountain laurels took a hit everywhere. Uh-oh. So... Good-looking mountain laurels maybe a few years before there's really any kind of quantity of them again. But we protected ours. Yeah. Or at least all the smaller ones. The bigger ones, uh, I couldn't. <laughs> the, the smaller ones we did. So there's a limited number of 15-gallon, and there's still a pretty good selection of 5-gallon. Oh, good. So if you're having to start over, uh, now's the time to do it. Yeah, and there, I was noticing someone's card has a, what size is that? Is that the 15? That's a 15. Yeah, and it's in bloom. It's a mountain laurel in bloom. <laughs> we, we took, we took, I, I got looked at funny when I told him to do it. I said, take the mountain laurels, you f- flop them over on each other, mm-hmm. where the, the foliage interlocks and the buckets are the only thing sticking out, and double cover it. And they looked at me like I was yeah. nuts. <laughs> it's the only mountain laurels that came through. Yeah. Yeah, did the, did the did the tops of the big ones freeze? I mean, did they, did they actually freeze? The, yeah, I've got a lot of them that are damp. We're, we're going to cut them back, and we're going to see what happens. Okay. Remember I showed you that stem that was yellow? Yeah, right. Okay, so uh, they all kind of did that yellow going thing on the, especially the smaller stems. Mm-hmm. Uh, well. We'll see. <laughs> Mine at home continues to drop its leaves. It's not leafless yet. Okay. But... Uh, it might happen. That's what I was, I was wondering, if uh, the ones planted out in the ground, old ones that people have, if they froze back. Okay. Now, if that happens, uh, 
With my law, usually you can cut them back to the ground, and they'll uh, come back. Well, let's hope it doesn't get that far. But uh, all, all of the container-grown ones, yeah, they had some issues. Yeah. Hey, uh, Trace, will you help us answer a question? Sure. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. John is on the line. Hi, John. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How can we help you today? Hello, everybody. Here's my deal. Um, tomatoes. I got a problem over the last few years to the point to where I quit planting them with uh, what I believe, although I don't know, is tobacco mosaic disease. Anyway, uh, and I've experimented because I've had some volunteers come up, so I let them go, didn't fool with anything, and they developed the same problem um, when the fruit gets developed, it gets a, a raunchy. This isn't blossom end rot. Now this is a whole fruit gets a cancer-looking discoloration, mottled kind of color, and hard places, and um, uh, and it's on basically every variety I've tried that I know of. Nobody smokes around here, so I don't know what's going on. What do you <laughs> does think? It rot, does the do the fruit rot? Well, do that, that, do they, or do they just a, get malformed? They get not so much malformed as as um, the fruit may be perfectly shaped, but it'll it'll develop um, a mottled kind of look. You know, kind of greenish over here and gray over there, and yellowish over here, and maybe a little hard spots and just that almost sounds like a virus. Well, that's well, the beetle, yeah. the virus he's talking about, tobacco virus. Yeah, yeah. I've seen I've seen spider mites do a similar job on ones that uh, at, at the end of the season. Right. Yeah, but this is coming on. Uh, this will be, in other words, I don't get any tomatoes to speak of because this takes over everything. And like I said, it'll be on volunteers. It didn't plants I brought in. It'll be stuff came up from seeds from before, and, and so I, I did that to see. If I was what is, what, is uh, what kind of what kind of tomatoes do you grow? What varieties do you? Well, let's just say that uh, generally speaking, uh, a Juliet. Oh. But I'll slip some other ones in there, like that yellow, whatever y'all talk about. Have you tried first one than the other? I was just wondering if you've tried it, some of the, the virus like resistant. Tycoon. Yeah, tycoon, tycoon to, that would uh, kind of give you a, some guidance as to. It may not stop it, but it would probably indicate what yeah, which virus it is. Now, uh, what, what if he uh, were to change over to like a 25-gallon pot or a whiskey barrel? Would he, he's not, if he's not planting in the same place, yeah, he may not get the same problem. Well, that's, that'd be great well, for the experiment, too. too. And then to use you know, Tycoon and uh, a couple other different varieties. Yeah, ty- Tycoon was the one that really showed out uh, when it first came on the market. Uh, I'll tell the story about uh, David Rodriguez and them had had a row planted. uh, Well, it had a variety trial up there and about five different varieties and Tycoon, Tycoon was one of them. And uh, that virus came in there and killed our well, it killed them. Killed everyone but Tycoon. Didn't touch it. So if you if you did uh, 
Tycoon is part of the experiment and did uh, Trace's uh, container, I think you get a pretty, you might get a, a pretty clear picture of what you've got uh, attacking your, your plants. Yeah. Well, that's Give what that I'm going to do. I'm, yeah, I'm going to isolate it. I'll go on the opposite side of the house where it's totally separated and no connection, and I won't bring any tools back and forth or nothing else. I'll try to do this as, as uh, isolated as I can and see what comes of this. But I guess back to my question. <clears throat> um, and what little I know about this business uh, is there's nothing you can do about these viruses there <clears throat> other than what we're trying here? Well, yeah. the viruses are usually spread by vectors like uh, insects such as white flies or aphids or whatever. Uh, you might get a little benefit out of uh, when you plant your tomatoes this year and ca- put a cage around them, put some of that uh, white cloth uh, material that used to be sold at GrowWeb and Plant yeah. Guard and some of those types of I'm familiar of that. with that. Yeah, I, I've yes, done I, that. I understand totally what you're saying. And uh, that, now, that'll, uh, all the way to the, from the bottom to the top. And okay. close the top. Oh, and close the top. Okay. Yeah, close the top and... Uh, you can leave it on there. I've, I've actually ripened fruit under mine uh, because people always ask, how, how long can you leave it on? But uh, generally, people start taking it off about time tomatoes about marble size or, I don't know, a little bit larger than a marble. But uh, uh-huh. what that does is keep the aphids and white flies and those things that carry those viruses uh, off of the plant until the last <laughs> last possible yeah. minute. Well, that's what I'm going to do. Now, on another subject, uh, unrelated, obviously, uh, um, squash vine borers, where the heck do they survive and multiply and all that when there's no squash around? <laughs> they, I think they go underground. They're, they're well, made I mean, by a little moth, by a moth, that's yeah, red. Yeah, I know, but, yeah. And, and uh, you know, they, you see them flying around pretty pretty fast, because, but they're red. They're pretty red. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, I've uh, seen them, but my point is, see, I'm out in the country. There's nobody gardening around me for miles. I, I okay. mean, I don't have a clue how close. It's miles away. And, um, I mean, possibly in some directions it's tens of miles, but where do, these, <laughs> where do they survive when, there's, when I'm not raising squash? If I was not raising squash, you mean they lay eggs and, and multiply on, uh, underground then instead of in a vine? Squash? The, the, the adults, uh, they don't multiply underground, but uh, they will... Uh, kind of go dormant. In other words, uh, hibernate, maybe. Is I don't know if that's the right word for an insect. But yeah. uh, they they overwinter and they wait for you to plant the squash. Well, I know, but my, point, my, que- my question is, let's say I didn't plant a squash for five years. Would I wipe them out? You you would reduce the population. Yeah. And it depends so on they the don't site. Have a, they, 
they don't have an alternate to squash to do no. this. No. So I'm, I'm going to go with David on this one. I'm Uh-oh. surprised I'm saying it. <laughs> what, your best friend what is that? While you're, your best friend while you're out in the garden is your shadow. So you already know what the moth looks like. I'm assuming you know what the eggs look like. And generally on the first 18 inches of that stem, sometimes to 24, if you go and you look every day, you'll see the little line of eggs. Yeah. And you can, at that point, pick them and squish them. Did they yeah, ever say well, that about did. the shadow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or was that you? Listen. No. Okay. I knew that <laughs> well, was weird. I, he, he, did, he, he doesn't cast a big shadow. No, he doesn't. Uh. He has to work extra hard in the garden <laughs> to cast a shadow. Well, hey, I've been, I've been experimenting with something, and I just want a, a reaction about this. As my squash grows, both the bush kind and the vining kind, which if, if I have any that are susceptible to it, uh, I take, as it progresses beyond blooming and producing, I bury that stem with a shovel of soil. Yeah, and a lot I of people go. try that. I try to and try to make it root. Have you, it uh, seems like the, it does, but I don't know. Is that wishful thinking, or is it? does that help? No, it does. It okay. does root. As part of your experiment, do you have enough space that you can plant some Mexican squash? Tatuma. Tatumas. Oh, oh, I love Yeah, No, I plant them. Because we've, had, oh, we've yeah. had great luck. The squash vine borers don't seem to be interested in the tatuma. And the, I the agree. Square, the yep. square stem is the a key there. Yeah. I, I, I Thanks, like John. it very much. I plant it every year. Thank you, guys. You take care. Okay, thanks for calling. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, and Lonnie is on the line at 210-308-8867. Lonnie, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Thank you very much. Very well, and uh, good day to the, all of you gentlemen. Um, my question, as I told uh, Milton on the air, off the air rather, was that uh, I'm sure you're tired of hearing all about freeze damage, but I'll throw one more your way. Did you I have freeze out. damage? I think you're the first caller we've had on that. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, you didn't have uh, Sago Palms, I hope. No. No, he had. Um, I, I have a scary lemon trees about been in the ground about it, not quite a year yet. And we we erected a tent, more or less, no no inner light, no light bulb, anything like that. Just the inner tent, uh, or rather, a tent that just covered the entirety of the plant, and uh, it survived because I scratched the main stem and it's green. However, um, the various little stems that that uh, branching that comes off the main stem, it appears to be just as dead as it can be. So uh, I. I can only assume, again, using the uh, scratch test, that it is alive. Should I trim off those uh, little secondary branches or or not? Yeah, if they're obviously dead, but dried out brittle, you can take them off. There's There's no real advantage to moving faster, moving real fast on those. I always get... I keep telling myself, you know, they're they'll sneak up on you, and if you got any kind of green or some some hope there, uh, give them a little. Make sure you give them enough time to to express that sprout. 
Okay, I was just wondering if by leaving those, uh, well, shall we say, moribund uh, branches, if that would preclude uh, blooming and 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 uh, just flowering. You know, just that that moisture. I, uh, I, I, I think we need to give up on blooming and flowering this year. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. After they, after they lose that much wood, uh, I doubt if you'll have very many blooms. And the okay. and the the cutting will not. The cutting will hurt. Hurt. Sometimes we worry about uh, making those cuts and forcing out new growth, but it's time to force out new. Yeah, growth. we got to keep reminding ourselves we're in the uh, late spring now. Oh yeah. So, so, so uh, I should then go ahead and cut off the secondary branches that are more bunt. Right. Uh, and the same would apply to my situ uh, setsuma. Yeah. <laughs> my, are you in live in San Antonio? New Braunfels. Uh oh, you're in colder. Uh. Yeah, I guess the whole tree is brown, right? No, no, the stem is, is green. But all the leaves are brown, right? There are no leaves. There are no oh, the fellow. Uh, you can, you can <laughs> uh, I've got the same situation in my backyard. Every Every citrus I had... Uh, is solid brown. And, Even uh, the main stem? Well, <laughs> I haven't been brave enough to see how far down it goes yet. <laughs> I always do. <laughs> but I, I, I would do bet, it. I would be, if I had to bet, I'd bet that those, those things are dead. Yeah. Well, Jerry and it, I are, are not not real confident in the... He's scraping, scraping the yeah. scraping the tr- trunk situation. It's Some, I, sometimes they'll stay green, not drunk, uh, for a couple of weeks after they're damaged. Yeah, and they suck you in too. I mean, yeah, it looks like there's going to show some budding. You and, hope, and then, <laughs> and then they're yeah, it's done for. You guys are not exactly uh, apostles <laughs> of hope today. Well, at least we didn't say like Milton kissed it goodbye. I'd never said that. <laughs> Someone else said that. You want to, you want to guess? <laughs> or take pictures? Have you got pictures of your trees? Uh, I can take some, but I don't have any. No, them, no, when they had fruit, when they had fruit on them and oh. everything. Oh, he's, he's using this for a memory. <laughs> mm. All right, I hope okay. I hope they come out for you. Keep keep, okay. keep us in the dialogue. Thank you, Lonnie. Thank Bye, you Lonnie. much. Bye. All right, we're going to take a break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM. The answer. And 
Welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. I tell you, it's weird. It feels like it's about 11.30, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot to turn my clocks back last night. Oh, no. Ahead last night. Yeah. And I, I guess it was Dennis's uh, notification. Thank you, Dennis. I woke up at 2 o'clock. Oh, my goodness. In the one morning. Which was now 3 o'clock. You just watched it fly by. <laughs> yeah, I immediately got up and changed the clock. Good for you. Otherwise, <laughs> I, I usually change it before I go to go to bed and go to sleep. But uh, for some reason, uh, I forgot. I got to watching a movie or something. But uh, I when, made the change and adapted my... Sunday schedule to that, and uh, here I am. Yeah, we haven't even started. Even Calvin and I were here yesterday, together. Yeah, yesterday we wouldn't have even started yet. Y'all wouldn't have even been here yet. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867. I'm, so Al's going to focus on time songs today. Oh. So, uh, And if you don't have the time, when it comes to pest problems, if you don't have the time to, or the money to have somebody treat again, treat, treat, treat again, Treat again, treat again. Uh, and I've heard that time and time again from people, especially commercial companies that really uh, cannot have that situation go on. Well, they call Spider-Man termite and pest control because it's Spider-Man termite and pest control. They're going to get somebody that looks at the problem holistically. What's what's causing it, how to treat it, and how to make sure uh, it happens less and less by fixing the problem. So that's the way uh, if, if commercial companies are live depend on this uh, can trust spider-man termite and pest control you can too 210-656-3721 210-656-3721 that's uh, spider-man termite and pest control and you just find them online go spidermanpest.com go spidermanpest.com did you go to the seed rack i did i went and there's about Nine different kinds of uh, zinnias. zinnias. I knew you were going to look for zinnias. Uh, <laughs> and uh, also, I also saw a scalloped-like. Oh, good. Uh, this is any patty pan. No, I didn't see. I didn't. Of course, I, I didn't. <laughs> That's an over. Make a study. I didn't look real hard. As hard for the. Uh, squash as I did for the zinnias, but uh, the, the selection is good. Lots of lots of seeds there. What was that? You did, so you did look for the uh, tatuma or no? No, I didn't look for. Oh, uh, I didn't. And what was the seed you were talking about yesterday? We were going to look for that. Oh, was that was maybe yeah, that, what, that that was the that, that was the, a the, pat, text, the patty, patty pan. Patty pan. Patty pan. Yeah. And there's one there called. Cucumber squash that's got the same kind of shape, but yeah, I'll have to look next uh, chance I get. I'll have to look, um, see what kind of summer squash varieties we got. Okie dokie. 210 308 8867. You give us a call. You tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Let's see. Maybe we can help you out with a problem you're having, or if you just want to brag a little bit. We still need a. Uh, uh, to have Martin reports. And we did get a... Did yeah, we, that guy was talking about it. We did get a Martin report from one of the visitors to the nursery, and he was talking about nine or ten adults around his uh, in his neighborhood, uh, some adjacent houses, and they were hanging tough. Uh, you know, the, the 
one report that I have from my neighborhood. They, they were there in the morning, and we haven't seen them since. Uh-huh. But, but he was talking about uh, that they're, they're, they seem to be more uh, in place at this point. And... Uh, so I we, think he said he had some sparrows, didn't he? I don't remember if he did a sparrows. <laughs> he did, because I asked him about yeah, it. Yeah, isn't he? He said, "Is that what he was? T- <laughs> he was concentrating on uh, and el- it, eliminating sparrows." <laughs> no, and, and he said they had that uh, lesser. No, uh, the uh, average the, the, the bird, the bird that they had. Uh, with a little top mouse. Oh, the titmouse. <laughs> titmouse. There you go. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're 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 one of the birds that we've t- talked a lot about in terms of the feeding. They they'll eat uh, seeds, but they also eat suet. They're not oh, very fussy. Yeah. Chickadees and, <laughs> and I've asked yeah. uh, they're cute birds too. Oh gosh, yeah. Asked Al back at the station to call Kyle and see if we can find out what other reports there are. The sparrows, okay. Yeah, I know. I think that they are. They, they seem to do okay. The purple martins you got to worry about. Why don't, why don't you ask when you get Kyle? Ask well, you'll him be on the air if he wants. Oh, I thought maybe you'd give him a choice to talk to Jerry about sparrows. No, oh, okay. It's, <laughs> Maybe maybe he'll like my guarantee that I said they had over there. Maybe not. Yeah. What? No, I think you're the only one guaranteeing anything. <laughs> that's your guarantee. Yeah, well, I think I'm pretty safe guaranteeing. Yeah, probably that. so. Uh, <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Lots of folks here at the nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Lots of great options. A lot of pretty for sale, too. A lot of good Yeah, a lot of good plants that are being featured this week. The blue bonnets. I yeah. can see the blue bonnets from here. I can't see. They're not blooming, but they're really big. And that six-inch pot. Yeah. And uh, they look beautiful. They're nice and bushy. Yeah. I'm starting to get little babies. I think I told you that yesterday on my blue bonnets. They're right. Little baby, baby blooms. <laughs> they're like stumpies. Little stumpy blue bonnets. Uh, how often have you fertilized it, man? Fertilizer, water soluble fertilizer. Oh, um, is that Mir- like miracle? Is that grow. spit? <laughs> huh? He uh, did spit once. Yeah, that- yeah, I did. Okay, is it too late to fertilize him? Yes. Oh dear. That's why you're having little bitty blooms. Oh, oh man. <laughs> uh, speaking of blue bonnets, I don't think uh, Billy sent you this picture that he sent Calvin and I yesterday about. Uh, uh, he sent us a picture with the red and purple blue bonnets that he sent me. Uh, then he sent this picture. Yeah, he sent me that. Yes, he did. Okay, it's got. Billy's uh, making me jealous. It's snow. Yeah. He got a blue on the red blue bonnet, peeking up through the snow. A lot of snow on that container. And he's still getting blooms on that container. On my container, it just went. <laughs> All the yeah. fertilizer in the world. A little surprised at the uh, discussion of the snow. I always think of snow as kind of a a neutral part of the cold weather. You know? Yeah, well, maybe it was just the cold. But... Yeah, yeah. Mo- mostly it's the cold that does the damage. The snow quite often would be a pretty good insulator. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But uh, and it, there's no runoff 
or very little runoff. Yeah, so it should have gotten plenty of water, but they just turned yellow and went kaput. We're, we're very lucky that we're not going to get that weather that they're having in Colorado. Man. Today, sir, they're, they're predicting snow by the foot. Yeah. <laughs> Three or four feet. That's so, when you know it's serious. Yeah, it's... Uh... They're not planting tomatoes up there yet. <laughs> no? <laughs> That's smart. The, uh... Well, so, uh, yeah. I'm, uh... I'm looking... I'm still looking out at, uh... At my Asian jasmine, mm-hmm. which is all brown. And, uh... I'm just... I gotta get out there with that shredder. I haven't found Billy, uh... Uh, that big shredder that I was talking about. I found out the one I used, uh, Rob DeRocha had. And so I thought I, I thought for sure I rented that at uh, 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 Lowe's or somewhere. But Billy's call there said they don't. I haven't tried any rental places. But uh, that jasmine got to be cut down. No. And, and the sooner the better, because uh, once you cut it down, I'm talking about you can't do that with a lawnmower, because it'll tangle up a lawnmower. So, uh, but once you cut 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 it down to the ground, it'll come right back and do well. And uh, Neil uh, talked about it, said that. Uh, <laughs> He was recommending a, a purple, a purple winter creeper. Uh, he is high on that, and he's, like, a, he's always high on winter creeper. What? Uh, yeah, I asked. I've never seen that. Sorry, the Trace, climate, the climate a little different here. But when I asked Trace about it, he about jumped out of his skin because he said it. It's a it's a plant that they've had really bad luck with here in San Antonio, and so uh, maybe I, when he gets back, we'll ask him. Yeah, I took it. Uh, I and I'll uh, drop. remember what I remembered about it was it had a trouble with some or summer heat, but yeah, I, but I never grew it myself. No, but uh, I I don't think you can beat that Asian jasmine, and uh, and the d- n- nice thing about it is. Uh, like I said, when it climbs trees or fences, it'll bloom and have a very good fragrance like uh, the climbing jasmine. Well, I'm happy to report that my uh, cat's claw is not climbing anywhere. All right. <laughs> I've, I've been l- looking for wishful, uh, I hope I don't find anything, uh, uh, green greenery and new sprouts, but I haven't seen any. So it looks pretty a uh, pretty uh, tight uh, kill from the, the the cold weather. Another thing that uh, in that same league, though, with uh, Asiatic jasmine, dwarf ruellia, I went through and uh, cut uh, pruned some back, and I'm, I was trying to remember. I think I think we're less likely to get a re-sprout from the roots on. Um, Ruelia, then we are to get a reseed. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, but uh, uh, so yeah, uh, it doesn't. Of course, it doesn't react at all. Like uh, yeah. 
Uh, I've got some plants that are 10 to 15 years old, or maybe older. And uh, what what they have a tendency to do is they send out some kind of elongated stem. Uh, and I've started every winter uh, when they're dormant, break those stems back to the ground. So uh, if they're frozen down, just cut them back to the ground. Yeah, that's, they'll, they'll come back. That's what I've uh, cut them back. But then, uh, then I've been then I was reminded that usually when I when they when I have some deaths of the plants, when they come back, they come back. Uh, in a pattern that looks more like a re- receding than it does uh, coming out of the roots. So, yes. but but this is this is one of those uh, plants that we'll learn quite a bit about as we uh, we follow it. Uh, yeah, and you know we talk about being patient and seeing what happens. So okay, okay. here's here's Trace, and we <laughs> we want you to give us. A... He saved this just for you, Trace. <laughs> Isn't that great? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, well, he can handle this. He's okay. A, he's the only one that I've ever heard that handled this. Uh, we're talking about that uh, purple winter creeper. You know, you and I talked it's a, about it's a that. Uanimous. It's a euonymus. Yeah, it's a euonymus. So you know about euonymus in our climate. No, tell us about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do, but why don't you just uh, <laughs> just make sure you do. All right, so <laughs> there there was a time yes. in history where Euonymus was commonly planted. Okay, in San Antonio? In San Antonio. Okay. okay. Uh, in fact, 30-something years ago, whatever whatever our last really cold was is when it really oh, got the plentiful. Oh, yeah. Because it was one of the few things that we could find. Okay. So Euonymus, after that, is the... Notorious <laughs> for powdery mildew, oh, and scale. Mm. Uh, the only exception that I've ever seen for being notorious—I like that word—is the dwarf, which is a little leaf, looks more like boxwood than it or yopon than it does uh, any of the other euonymuses, and the variegated dwarf. All the other ones are very prone for powdery mildew and scale. Okay. So people stopped planting them once they started getting the problems. Uh, it's kind of like photinias. People stopped planting photinias after they got started uh, getting that little that fungus that they wrote. People still do it in some quantity, but not like it used to be. Yeah. Okay. Powder mildew and scale. Now was that what was that what I said last time? Yeah. Okay, I thought so. I couldn't remember it. I didn't write it down there. I need to test your memory too. Uh, a listener was uh, asking about that. Uh, Pepper, the oh the uh, the bell, bell pepper? pepper that did so well. You had two or three that you mentioned. Uh, off the top of my head, Aladdin. Aladdin was the one. Yeah, and that's a high one that starts with a C. I can't remember the whole name. But Aladdin, Aladdin was one of those. Yeah, really Aladdin well. was good. Yeah, that's a good hybrid. And uh, and it was just amazed to me because I just. Planted it, planted uh, bell pepper every year, and didn't expect anything from it. And here suddenly, got one that's producing. 
there. I, I don't know if they're going to show up, but I had a vendor that showed about 20 different varieties of peppers. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, that'd be great. So I did one flat of each. <laughs> we'll, we'll see that if isn't, it, that isn't uh, Are they though. bales or hot? There or was, it was a pretty good assortment of all the above. What is that crazy one that... Uh, that's so damn hot that everybody likes to. Carolina Reaper? Or... Yeah. No, none of them were that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of names I didn't recognize. Yeah. I, every, every time we talk about this, all, all I can think about right now is uh, Phil Hovey. No. <laughs> we'll be, be talking at the restaurant at lunch, and Phil will be, t- t- with every bite of his lunch, he pop one of those. Uh, Hot peppers. Chili potatoes, yeah. 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 Now, and I, all I could, I could just, I could just taste <laughs> it. I could smell it even. So, yeah. So, there was so you know it's hot enough when you start sweating. Yeah. Well, yeah, now we've seen you sweat. You sweat, do sweat yeah. yeah. Well, which one was that? Was that the penguins that made you sweat? or I, I Probably. I think so, yeah. Well, they're on the way. All right. And yeah. some orange penguins. They, no, they're not. Yeah, no, no. Well, He's going to try to have two orange penguins pulled. I talked okay. to the grower last week. How does he know which ones are which? Oh, he keeps them separate. Okay. All right. You got to keep them separated. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> there's a song with that. The, Something that I the know. one or two. I told him the one or two that you have that came up. I wanted him to pot those up and keep them separate, so you can have one and Milton can have one. Okay, I'll be right. happy to yeah. do that. No, there's not. There, they came from an orange pepper. Are you sure you don't want one yourself so you can grow some no. more? No, no. Well, yeah. then, so then the orange pepper will be lost for good. <laughs> no, we can do it. Well, the deal is, we could do I, it. We but can... I eat mine, Milton. Oh, oh dear. Yeah. The deal is, uh, the red came up real good. And uh, always in that population, since that's a open pollinated plant, uh, you'll get some oranges show up in the red, just like uh, just like the blue bonnets where he cultivates out the, the orange yeah, blue bonnets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were we were looking at speaking uh, of good game last night. <laughs> good game last night. Oh, cool. We were looking at uh, Phil. Uh, Billy's pictures of uh, blue bonnets that he planted, and the ones that uh, he bought, I guess, that blue were purple. Yeah, it looked purple, almost. So uh, <laughs> there's a there's a, they'll yeah, those off type colors will show up uh, when you're using a uh, cross pollinated plant like that. Now, but, you guys, yeah, those those oranges, uh, blue bonnet, just seem to disappear. It's, yeah, it's amazing. The, I hate to change the subject though, because oh, okay. when you're talking we, about orange stuff. But yeah, 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 yeah. We got orange. Do you think? Do you think that little? How do they sell dachshunds here? <laughs> um, yes and no. Okay. <laughs> hey, we got to take a quick break. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. That dog is definitely spoiled. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. He's watching his mom and his dad. Yeah. For Mac in a Moment on Milberger's Gardening South Texas, right here on 9.30 a.m., this is The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Time songs today. Uh, I was telling Jerry, as you were looking at the seed rack, it really feels like it's not even noon yet. 
Well, it is. Oh, it's well, almost one o'clock. I know because Todd, that, uh, we jumped. We lost an hour. Yeah. It was sorry. It was a spring forward. We yeah. sprung forward. Yes, that, that's more optimistic and more positive than lose an hour. <laughs> it's also more memorable. Hey, uh, listen, Kyle will have to talk to us next week over at Wild Birds Unlimited. He is busy, busy, busy. So we'll reach out to the men. I wonder why. I, I mean, know. We, we were faced with the same thing here, and. Uh, you had, you identified the uh, hormones are flowing. Yeah, the gardening hormones are flowing, and people are out there. And I think same, I'm guessing the nature uh, hormones are flowing, too. People are seeing things like the purple martins, all well, the sparrows. Uh, a lot of our listeners are the same ones that are... Uh, are interested in yeah birds, absolutely birds too yeah so if you are and you want to have a great experience remember that the, one of your resources is wild birds unlimited at northwest military and hebner road they support the show and we encourage you to support them and come on out and uh, go on out rather and uh, visit um kyle or bill or anybody kyle's not there today but that's okay there's uh, plenty of people to help you and the funniest part is that if there's if the staff is busy there's probably uh do too because they know all the stuff and they've been taught well by uh wild birds unlimited so for seed or houses or feeders or binoculars or books you get the idea they have them all there at wild birds unlimited northwest military and hebner you can call them up and uh, learn more at 210-479 Bird. That's 210-479-BIRD. And ask him about the sparrow guarantee. Yeah, don't ask him about that. You'll be disappointed. <laughs> I bet they guarantee it. Jerry's guaranteeing it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, sir. Oh, I was just thinking, uh, I was just remembering uh, the uh, curriculum of classes that they uh, uh Used to, used to offer before the COVID. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure that'll resume in, you know, maybe six months from now or five months from now. But yeah. That, when we... that, was a, that was another wonderful way to communicate. But they, uh, you can be assured that they're they're making sure that they're, with the use of staff and like Milton mentioned, the uh, communications with the customers, they're, they're getting the word out and they're, uh, they're determined to help you be successful with your birds. Oh, absolutely. It really is. Uh, uh, it's it's what makes them successful, but it's what brings them joy, too. You can see it when you talk to them. It makes it, a lot, it, makes it uh, more fun, too, to be involved with uh, feeding the birds and yeah. the housing. Well, it's cool, too. And, you know, you're just like Millburgers. You know, if you got a problem, you come here to Millburgers, they'll help you solve it. Uh, same with Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military, and Hebner. When you go there and you got a problem or you want to do something, they're going to help you solve it. That's uh, you, know, you know you got a resource. So, all right. Anyway, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. So, are we through with the anonymous? Is it is it anon- <laughs> anonymous? We're uh, moving on from you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Powder, mildew, and scale. Yeah. I'm going to have to write Neil. And- <laughs> Trey says, not only no, but hell no. They don't tell them it. So there's a reason for that. Yeah. There's a reason that Calvin and I have never seen one. <laughs> I was trying, what is, what is the other, uh, what was the other ground cover that had so much trouble with the summer? Uh, looks so great. <laughs> well, uh, that uh, African uh, ice plant. 
Well, we had some of that, and that that does well until the temperature don't, gets up. Yeah, don't remind me. You know, I spent a whole year in uh, in language school in the army planting uh, ice plants. So. Did you really? Yeah, we. Well, it's a long story, but uh, where was it? It was, uh, you it was Vietnamese them? class, but it was uh, in Monterey, California. We, okay, we were on the, the, the instructors were on strike. Uh-oh. So all of us guys in the Army, we were students. They had to keep busy, so we would, we're out there. Yeah, the ice plants do well in California, oh, seem to. But, but they get they get that uh, when temperatures get hot here. There you go. Every day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, where, where were we before we got, we got you know, on that? I have a question that uh, Neil Perry uh, answered that we have not had on the program, which is very, very unusual. Usually we get this all the time. But for some reason, nobody has called in and asked this question. I can't wait to hear this. (laughs) Can we put fireplace ashes into our compost and garden? I think we've had that before. Yeah. No, no, yeah, you just don't remember? Not after the freeze. Oh, not after the freeze. Okay. And... uh, this this boy was using his fireplace to keep him keep he and his dog thawed yeah. out during that eighteen hour brownout or blackout yeah, or whatever. It was more the than that. Was. The eighteen hours you were you were okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nearly two hundred hours. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, some serious. Uh, but anyway, uh, we had about thirty something hours. So. Yeah, I burned up all my firewood. <laughs> <laughs> Started uh, taking furniture apart. It, 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 yeah, <laughs> it had been. Uh, it had been uh, there so long that uh, I would go to pick up a piece of it, and it would crumble in my hand. Oh. So, obviously, that didn't burn well, nothing. No. <laughs> and uh, anyway, but, uh, can, what about fireplace ashes? Uh, Neil says, this is a question that thousands are asking this week after fireplaces. <laughs> have been the main source of heat in an electricity-strapped Texas. So it'll have a marked effect on your garden soil when you apply them. I don't agree with this answer. Not for long. (laughs) It said in East Texas, they would act to neutralize acidic soil in much the same way that adding lime would do. Uh, however, in however. Most, most of the state where soils are neutral or already alkaline, they would merely add insult to injury. Along the I-35 corridor and westward, they should be sent to the landfill. Of course, way well, they've cooled completely before you put them in the trash bag. Yeah, that's, that's a good <laughs> tip. But... Uh, our soils are bu- so buffered alkaline that I don't think. Uh, oh, we gotta take a break. Wood ashes. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Calvin's going to look for more seeds or something, or. And you were you want to finish up your thought? We uh, I, we we kind of lost track, and I kind of lost track, and so we had to go to break real quick. It was a hard break, too. No, it was not. I don't know what it was. It hurt. I I don't know what it was. It hurt. Okay. 
<laughs> anyway, what we were saying about putting ashes on your garden. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, is that uh, down here in San Antonio and in the hill country and everything, our soils are extremely alkaline, and they're buffered alkaline. Mm-hmm. In other words, they don't want to change. Okay. And we've told the story several times when they were doing the apple industry uh, in the area of well, up around uh, Medina. Medina, yeah, it is? yeah, yeah. Uh, Baxter Adams and that bunch up there. Uh, Dr. Laura Shreve, who's since passed away now, uh, came up with the idea to acidify the soil with sulfur. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would uh, keep down the cotton root rot, the that deal that kills apples and everything else comes in contact. Yeah, with you it. only have to listen to the show for a few times to hear Jerry's <laughs> voice and know that the buildup is coming. The the, uh, the, yeah. the the punch, the gut punch is coming in just a sec. And he he recommended was recommended one pound per square foot. Okay, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, to drop uh, to drop the pH. After after five years, maybe more a little more than five years, they they took the pH. They ran a soil test of where he had applied that sulfur, and it had dropped the pH two tenths of a point. <laughs> Which, which could have been a uh, uh, testing error. Yeah. Know, I mean, but uh, so it, it you're not going to change that pH uh, with that adding fireplace ashes. <laughs> now, uh, on the other end of that is uh, fireplace ashes have potassium in them. They are high in potassium. And uh, guess who was using them in in some of these mixes? Malcolm. 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 Malcolm yeah. Beck uh, was using fireplace ashes <laughs> in, in in some of his mixes out there. So uh, we have to disagree with Neil. I hate to do. <laughs> do you really hate? I'm just kind of sensing. Uh, <laughs> well, sometimes we, you don't hate that too much. <laughs> but we used to. Well, uh, we used to get that question all the time, and we would either say, uh, you know, get rid of them, or don't put them, put them, don't put them in the garden, or whatever. And then uh, Malcolm started using them, and uh, for the potassium. And uh, they work quite well with ashes on your garden or in your compost, whatever yeah, you want to do. They're just a, not a, they're not negative and they're not a, ma- a major factor there you in go. either direction. But uh, it gives you it gives you another opportunity to recycle some ma- yeah. material. It's, it's better than throwing it in the garbage. And when you do it every three or four years, <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to have a lot of ash. So on the, you ready on the summer squash? Yeah, there you go. Uh, I didn't see any Mexican squash. No tatuma yet. No tatuma. Uh, about six or seven different varieties of summer squash. Though. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, lots of choices, and our uh, patio. I mean, our uh, 
What was their uh, flat pan? What's Patty that? pan. Patty um, pan. Yeah, we had one. We uh, got one scal- sl- scallopine, uh, scal- scallops. We had uh, one selection of uh, of that, of that uh, summer squash too. So, okay. So lots lots of choices. And how many how many zinnias? About seven. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, there were no California giants, but there were cactus, was, which is a very oh, one good. of my favorite. And then lots of. Uh, Did you large, buy them all? No, I didn't. Uh, uh, come on, this Gavin. time around. Uh, <laughs> that means after the show. I can't. Yeah, I, I, gonna, I, I there won't be admit, any left after the show. I have to admit, I'm very anxious to uh, get get access to some of the transplants. Yeah. Seen you transplant. Oh, you yeah. like those little dwarf? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I uh, thought that's what most of the producers grow in. Yeah, I like. I I like, I like the, the dream. I like the dreamland. Yeah, there you go. And because the parent, because they are, so, make a nice cut flower, and the uh, colors are so good. Uh, uh, so it's an excellent. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, and then the and the parent the parent materials come reseed. Yeah. And you get the the variation. You get the. the oh, you like I like to yeah. grow the seedlings. Yeah, I do. I like them a lot. <laughs> but I my my usual is to plant the dreamland along with the California giant and the cactus. Yeah. And that really makes a, ni- a nice cut flower garden, uh, very attractive and. Uh, also produces a lot of the nectar for hummingbirds and yeah. for butterflies. When are you going to start planting from seed? Well, you plant from seed? I'm uh, like- soon, yeah, within, <laughs> within a couple of days, uh, probably. Okay. So uh, they come up slower in colder soil, I imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll plant them in the... A container in the uh, oh, you're gonna flat, put them inside in a flat, flat them yeah, yeah, and use transplant. But uh, yeah, okay. I would like. Uh, <laughs> I want to, uh, and I know Trace is uh, just as anxious to get some, <laughs> get his zinnia, the zinnias, and they're on order here. So yeah. we'll let you know when they're here. Yeah, he's trying to get them. Uh, good news. For Johnson City, Joe. Who hasn't called us yet. What's up, Joe? <laughs> we miss your call. Come on now. Uh, he may be waiting to sprout out or something, Milton. You know, <laughs> sprout out? <laughs> From the cold weather. He's probably going to ask you what, what's happened with those artichokes, the Jerusalem <laughs> artichokes. Well, the last time we talked, we yeah. talked about okra. Remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what I found out? I cleaned out a drawer. I found a package of Oscar Oprah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how old it is. Do we want to test it? I guess I can test it. Yeah. I could, I could send it to Joe. I got uh, I found mine, too. Oh, okay. You and I, apparently. <laughs> I walk by them every day, two or three times a day. They were on the hall tree at the front entrance to my house. Mm. So uh, I finally found those. It's got, and I like to say it, I don't know how old they are. But there's Oscar Oker in there, and also uh, I remember I remember that package that uh, Delphine, Miss Beck. Oh, good, the Beck's big, and it's in there. It's even got a 
an address label for Malcolm Beck on that. Oh, how bad. That's, that's probably a little old. <laughs> yeah, but it's in the pot. In other words, it, oh, that's okay. they left it in the pot. All right. So, uh, And the pot, of course, is cracked open. Well, so I, I can send that to my in-laws in Alabama and let them grow Beck's pig? Oh, yeah. Okay. They'll yeah, come uh, beat you to death next time you go down. <laughs> Oh, they do if that you can anyway. Find, if you can find them in the, <laughs> the okra jungle, yeah, they'll be well, the, they'll the, be the highlight of the neighborhood. One of the one of the good news, I think it's good news about to. okra is that they they stay pretty. They germinate for a number of years. Uh, yeah, they take. Yeah, they don't. They don't. Especially uh, if you soak the seed overnight. Yeah, it's and not like the plants the ones that sink. Uh, are you going to plant some okra, Calvin? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, i got to get you. Uh, I've got some Oscar okra pa- uh, packages, and I'll I'll bring bring all that we don't need over here to Millburger and uh, let them give them away to customers. I've also got, I think I found the packages of uh, okra that... Uh, the, uh, Neville, Neville Clark, Cartwright. Neville Cartwright, yeah. He he got after he, he you know, he's the one that wrote a, wrote about uh, Crawford letters, uh-huh. receiving less, and was the first one to promote it. Uh, he got to breeding okra uh, after we came out with Oscar, and he spoke, gave me some seed about a year or two ago. Of uh, his crosses that he made, that's supposed to be shorter than Oscar okra, and the same kind of same kind of okra, uh, Louisiana green type. And uh, so, if you're gonna plant some okra, I'll get you some seed and let you try that. Sounds good. I've 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 tried it myself, and maybe we can get uh, Dr. Larry Stein to. Plant some. You know, he was the one that was supposed to be saving seed of Oscar. And at the end of the season, when we went to get the seed pods that he had cut off, there were none. He'd eaten all the oats. <laughs> Neville? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, of Oscar. That's like the Bluebell ice cream commercial. <laughs> yeah. We eat what we want and share the rest. <laughs> Apparently he wanted them all. And this is the same, same thing that happened when I took it through the hill country. I used to carry okra pods uh, of Oscar okra and uh, give them out at my meetings up there in the hill country. Lakey and Campwood and uh, Rock Springs and all that and I would tell people, now I'm not going to do this every year. <laughs> so, so you say you save me some seed, save yourself some seed, and bring the bring me some pods so I can keep distributing it. Nobody would bring it. Everybody would eat it. Oh man! And so Oscar was the only one that <laughs> that would uh, save me pods. And uh, so we named it after. Yeah, good for him. Those other people, I couldn't, 
And it's Ostra. I couldn't get through with them. Uh, they did that two or three years in a row. Yeah, they just they were setting you up. Yeah, yeah bring them this time again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How does Oscar taste? Does it taste good? Oh yeah, it's it's a uh, smooth okra. Okay. Not, not like now is is Milton like is Mil- Milton over there sitting there with the without a guilty conscience on this uh, <laughs> about what. Not, I guess he had, wasn't involved with Oscar Okra, but if I remember, no, I just right, had, there were some other plants that he is uh, deeply involved. I was trying to do the uh, the uh, Rio Grande Gold. There you go. Yeah, but well, we, we, we saved st- that one. I still have some seeds somewhere in the fridge, and we needed you. No, they got thrown away. We needed you. Your comment about the moldy seeds came, yeah. came hours too late. Uh. Uh, because Laura was like, oh, I ruined these, and she threw them away. Well, Rob uh, saved us on that this year, a lot of lot of seed of Rio Grande Gold. And we've got some of those coming with our patine peppers. Okay. And, I'll... and, and they came up good. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. Uh, Joe, we, we need to hear from you. You need to defend yourself or ask for that okra. 210-308-8867. Um, uh, yes, sir? Gavin. Yes. No, no. <laughs> I've got to ask about uh, pre-emergence herbicide. Uh, this is about the time to put it down for grass birds, isn't it? Yeah, it was uh, is it going to be delayed, or should people go ahead and put it down? I would, I would go ahead and put it down. Yeah, because um, those grass burrs, if we happen to get some rain, which I thought we were supposed to get last night, uh, the uh, the grass burrs are, are waiting to get some more. Yeah, and this this heat, uh, the soil is going to warm up too, so they're they're pretty close. But the the thing about uh, the sand burrs and the crabgrass the same. Uh, that germinates over such a long mm-hmm. uh, air time that uh, you, you you still benefit by uh, eliminating quite a few of the plants. And then you remember always one of the most important parts of this is that uh, now if you did, if you apply your pre-emergent now. Dimension or a maze or XL, or, and then you also want to apply it again at the end of June. Yeah, right. Because, uh, like you say, they keep coming up, and the her the uh, herbicide. Doesn't, I mean, the uh, yeah, pre-emergent herbicide doesn't last extremely long. Yeah. Now, uh, we'll say this, it does last longer than cornmeal. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I think that's fair to say. <laughs> so, uh, just telling you out there that uh, if you do better using your cornmeal to, to make cornbread. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the... Uh, and we're talking about fertilization too. Uh, I don't think it's any need to fertilize a, a a lot until we see some green grass. The green grass. Our our little deal about uh, waiting to mold the actual grass, the long grass, 
twice before you apply the fertilizer. And why is that? So it'll have roots to uptake the fertilizer yeah. and I, be growing. I think I did that uh, freeze damage uh, presentation with Neil. And Neil, Neil, of course, is uh, more more of an early fertilizer than, yeah. than uh, we are. But he 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 didn't he didn't overemphasize it. Oh, uh, good. But what, what what we're talking about is we want the the fertilizer to be efficient when we use it, and we don't we don't want the nutrients to to go be wasted in the ground or wasted in runoff. And one of the the best ways to help guarantee that is that to. You wait to apply it to your lawn so your lawn's ready to use it. Right. And it, that, it, that's it, quite often you know, late April or even early May. Yeah, and if the lawn's not greening up, it can't take up the nutrients. It's got to be green and translocating and photosynthesizing and all that kind of stuff. Uh Neil says it's one oh, of his... Oh, there's a monarch. Well, right. Oh. <laughs> I'd have caught it and whispered to it, Milton. Don't do that. <laughs> We're trying to help him. Anyway, uh... When is it? What is it? It's almost March 15th, huh? Yeah. Yeah, March 15th is tomorrow. Yeah. Is that good? Is that, <laughs> does that mean it's timely, or they should... Or they're, a, little, a little early a little for early. them. Uh, maybe I, I mean, can... there's, not, there's not any... Milkweed, as far as I know, booming out. No. Maybe that guy's a scout. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I bet a sparrow will get him, probably. Yeah. Probably, or a grackle. <laughs> what, did, what was it that, was it a grackle that, oh, yeah. 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 and I were. You were watching the, was it a monarch or was it a. Uh, no, it was, uh, was a, 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 one of the. Uh, a hummingbird moth, I that's think. It. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've heard this story before if you've listened to the show. But we were, Calvin was talking. Oh, look, there's a hummingbird moth, and we we sit on the porch, and there's plants just by us, in front of us, and stuff. And it was fluttering. We were just amazed at it. And then we're watching it. This grackle flies up and just. Almost like we almost could hear it chewing up the yeah. crunching the bones. Here. The circle of life was kind of shocking. <laughs> the, uh, the uh, hi, what's up? <laughs> All right, what about Neil? Uh, yeah, Neil said that uh, that Texas A&M is recommending that pre-emergent weed killer not be applied to turf that was lost in the cold, probably St. Augustine, and that may have to be replaced with new sod in a few weeks. Also, broadleaf weeds, such as uh, clover and dandelion, among others, uh, you can treat them with a 2,4-D product, read and follow directions for best results. What we don't realize a lot of time is we use, we recommend these herbicides, but the problem is, uh, and they, they're, they've been tested to not damage the the ben, the good grass, in other words, mm-hmm. the Saint Augustine or Bermuda or whatever. But even the, with that said, um, 
herbicides that control grassy weeds can damage. Oh, wow. Okay. It won't kill it. But it'll damage it? It can damage it, especially coming out of a a hard freeze like we had. So uh, you got to be careful. Uh, It it just depends on how your lawn comes back. Somebody called me the other day and said uh, they hear me talking about Floratam all the time. And it's been shown to be more cold susceptible. Oh, wow. Okay. But I would rather have Floratam than Raleigh, not to prevent cold, but to prevent uh, brown patch and take all patch. Uh, We have found spores of take all patch and brown patch on uh, Floratam, but we've never seen symptoms. Hmm. It's an asymptomatic, what huh. it's called. So, uh, now I've had my floor tam yard for 40 years, 44 years. Yeah. In the front yard. And it uh, saw those first two 83 and 89 freezes. And it, it uh, took the tops. In other words, it browned it like a lot of the lawns are now. But uh, we mowed it close, took all that the brown stubble off, it came back gangbusters. Wow. So uh, that's what we recommend that you do to your lawn if it's brown now. I doubt if anybody is seeing uh, green St. Augustine. Oh, you think if I see green popping up, it's something else? Yeah, it's uh, my my beautiful uh, bluegrass. Okay, because I'm seeing there's. I'll have to take some pictures of it. It's what uh, the bluegrass? No, the green that's kind of popping up in the brown. Oh, is that right? It's enough to give me hope. <laughs> yeah, well, if you're seeing green green popping up in the brown, and it's just now, and it's attached to a living stem you know st augustine has a stem that runs on top of the ground that's why we don't use a a de-thatcher on st augustine oh because it'll take the the stem the stems yeah living tissue now whereas bermuda they do that to bermuda all the time because bermuda's uh roots are underground and so you can take the top off, and um, it'll re-sprout from the roots, but not St. Augustine. Hey, we got to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll, tell, we'll go up to the hill country and talk to Johnson City Joe right after this on 210-308-8867. This is Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. Johnson City Joe is on the line. Do you want to, I don't, did you want to come on the air? Well, no, okay, then, all right. Okay. Um, 
I don't know if you could, if you want to help her. That but she walked away. Okay. Hi, Joe. Welcome to the show. What you know? Well, I love uh, real real radio. Come on up here. You got a question to ask? I love it. Yeah, it's pretty much real radio. It's it's it you, know, you know we're radio. live. Ask for anything better. Uh, the question <laughs> I've got: Tatuma squash. Several years ago, I bought a fourth of a because I couldn't find it around here anymore. Yeah, are those seeds still any good? And you you bought how much? Fourth of a pound. <laughs> <laughs> That's a and, lot of uh, how, how old are they? Well, they're probably... T- uh, I didn't plant any last year, so they're probably three years old. I, th- I think they'll... Uh, some will germinate. Yeah. You, well, get, you, can, uh, you can soak them. Soak them uh, probably overnight, and then put them on a uh, moist paper towel. On a plate, and uh, see how which ones sprout. Oh, okay. And if they, if they sprout, if you plant them, that's what uh, I do with okra. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, if they don't, so they probably are, won't won't grow. Okay. Uh, the other thing is, I heard that you could plant summer squash for the fall, and it won't get that uh, bore. Is that right? I've seen squash vine borer in the fall and the spring. In the spring. Uh, some years, <laughs> some years uh, they're worse than others. So uh, it's hard to tell. Uh, but you can plant there's, there's no squash preventive. In, the, in the spring. And what? Winter squash? Yeah. You can plant it spring and they won't get to bore will they yes they will oh. if if it's got a squash vine right in other words if, if, if the vine that the squash is produced on is large and hollow like most squash are or pumpkins are uh that squash vine bore will bore into that yeah. now that's why tatuma it's, it's so good. And cucumbers, they don't bother cucumbers. Because if you look at a cucumber stem, it's solid. Yeah. You know, there, there's no way for them to bore into that. The only see, only problem we've ever seen with Tatuma is that the uh, they'll bore into the fruit itself. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never have. That's re- I, I knew there was a reason why I went to only. You gave me all the reasons why. Yeah. That's the only squash that I could grow up here. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, there used to be a seed company around called Texas Seed Company. Yeah. I think it was over over on the south side. And they used to package tatumas all the time. Yeah, I and, did it from Burrell. You ever heard of that seed company? Uh-huh. No. B-U-R-E-L-L. That's where I got these. Okay. And uh, they uh, fancy for a quarter of a pound. If uh, y'all want some, I'll send y'all some up there. Uh, I think I think Calvin's got a supply. 
What? I thanked oh, anyone. Gotcha. I thought he said he couldn't find it. <laughs> well, uh, I think he's got a supply somewhere. Oh. Or either somebody brings him to see. There you go. He, he just come back to his mic. So, so that's where y'all, uh, yeah, it's the, uh, that good old boy system where you, you you call this person and that person. I like there that. There you go. System. I like that. Where like, you get? <laughs> well, okay. Yes, sir. Wait a minute. Calvin's plugging in here. Let's <laughs> try Okay, go ahead with you. Okay. Where do you get your Tatuma uh, seed? I got mine off the internet. Off the internet? Yeah. Okay. But a lot of a lot of seed racks ha- may ha- have it. Used uh, to have it. Yeah, used to have it. I don't think they have it anymore. I got mine, Calvin, from Burrell, B-U-R-E-L-L, Seed Company. Yeah. Now, oh. I, I don't remember mine. I remember I got it. And gave some to Summer during, but this was several years ago when we had that uh, summer squash competition. Yeah. Okay. Last sure, uh, but it, it's just as uh, almost every seed germinated just like regular squash. Okay, last question. Okay, last question. Uh, Jerry, you said, uh, John Thomas said about a, a wildflower uh, packet for the spring. Yeah. I saw it on your website. Uh, right. Is it too late to throw out those wildflower seeds that John Thomas I don't, recommends? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I don't think so, especially if you water them up. If I water them? If you water them up, in other yeah. words, uh, uh, you know, plant them in a more soil. I, and uh, they're, they're German like Cos- Cosmos, and he's got annuals in that uh, mix, and uh, they come up and they bloom. I know the the blue curl will still. Yeah, right. Bloom and they'll bloom also. later, of course, than yeah. they normally would, but uh, they'll do all right. Okay, okay. Well, I don't have. I don't. It's sad up here. My yard is very sad. <laughs> It'll That's get better, sad. Joe. Keep I'm, the faith. Uh, <laughs> well, I come from a farm and ranching family, so I understand the ebbs and flows of farming. Right there now, you go. The, <laughs> we're at the bottom. Yeah. Got to start over. Thank y'all. There you go. Thanks. Hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. Good to talk to you again. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Uh, yes? I don't think we've talked about uh, the items uh, that they've got. We could do that. And uh, we mentioned blue bonnets. They're sure. on sale for 3 for $10. Should we? Oh, yeah, Calvin, you had. You want to go ahead and, Jerry, should we mention this? Yeah, San, you go ahead. San Antonio Garden Center annual plant sale is uh, next Saturday, March 20th. It's a, a fundraiser, an important fundraiser. Uh, these folks uh, participate in a lot of the same projects that Millburgers does and that we do. Uh, and uh, that, that uh, the revenue from the plant sale helps to fund those. So that's Saturday, March 20th, 20, uh, from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's at the... Uh, 
uh, Garden Center. San Antonio Garden Center, yeah. yeah. Funston. 3310 North New Braunfels and, and Funston. I don't know if Funston... Does it still exist? Oh, yeah. It's, well, at least on this address, it does. New, okay. New Braunfels Avenue at the intersection with Funston. Yeah. And uh, so if you want more information, give them a call at 210-824-9981. Yeah. And it's... They're a good uh, bunch. Yeah. Peggy Jones and her, her team are involved. Yeah. Used to... Used to. Uh, some of the ladies that were in the garden club, uh, such as uh, famous horticultural people like uh, Miss Cavender and uh, also uh, Miss Margaret Kane, who was a long-time horticulture, used to ride for the Express back in the back thirties or forties before we came. Did y'all want to ask a question on the air? You want to be on the air? Okay. Will you help you get, them? You uh, just, all, you, all you have to do is talk just, right there, just, and you'll get on the radio with us. I don't think she wants to be on the radio. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, okay. Will you want to? What? what? I need to ask you a question. Yeah. Well, here, why don't you just, try that? It's so much easier. Here, you'll, be, you'll be on the air, and you'll just, just talk, and we'll pick you up with the mic. Yeah, you don't even no, have no, to. No, no, you don't even have to pick it up. Just... Here, I'll, fi- I'll, I'll fix it. Go ahead. Go ahead. There you go. What you got? There you go. Okay. My question is, we live in a very sandy soil out southeast, and he wants to grow like apple trees, orange trees, uh, all of kinds of citrus. Okay. So what can I do to do that? In sandy soil? Sandy soil. First of all, you have to have grass burrs in the field with those citrus. Yeah. Do you have gra- Do you have grass burrs? What's that? Yeah, we got grass. Uh-huh. A lot of grass. Burrs. Yeah, he, he do that. <laughs> he's, he's making this up. <laughs> you mean those burrs that stick to your? Side? Yeah. Oh, I got thousands it. of those. Yeah. <laughs> now you can, you can't you can grow the the trick there is. Uh, Mixing some more organic material with that sand. In some cases, depending on what the sand is like. Yeah. Like a beach. Oh. Well, is it blow sand? Uh, I mean, it's, it's really fine sand, yeah. like a beach. Yeah. Have yeah. You, have, you, have you ever had the pH the run soil? Get a, get a soil kit and get the pH run on that. Sometimes those blow sand areas are very acidic, which is very good for blueberries and and most fruit trees. And then, if you the key the key to being successful there, you know, is part of it is water and so yeah, and so. Mixing organic material, compost and humus, and yeah, all that. with with your your planting there, and rotted hay or something like that. Yeah. So what we do grow well is nettles. Oh, really? Nettles. nettles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, you didn't even have to. You didn't even have to make us. You had your own joke there. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, Jerry King on KKYX used to, and I used to have. I wanted to have a a nettle. Uh, uh, 
parade out there. <laughs> uh, I told in Wilson County because no, nobody's having a nettle parade. I can have one. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> we got nettles growing everywhere. Do you eat the? Have you ever I eaten the nut? I make tea out of it. Yeah, the nut. The nettles, the yeah. nettles themselves. Yeah, yeah, I make tea. You make tea? Uh huh. Good. Yeah. Nettle tea. Good. Lots of minerals. Yeah. But on your, <laughs> she's rolling her eyes at Jerry. Your key, your key to some successful uh, fruit tree growing is going to be the organic material. Okay. And you don't want to get overextended because you're going to, you're going to have to be watering frequently because of the, the how fast it runs up. But, yeah. but actually, you can be pretty successful if you can keep, keep not get o- over, yeah, not get overextended. We'll get that soil test. Done. We will. Thank you very because much. Because it, it, so what? And if if it's neutral or even a, acid, then you then you really got a real advantage. We're in good shape, but if we're more alkaline, well, we to, yeah, uh, most people are alkaline. Yeah. But that blow sand that you're talking about, you think about, maybe acidic? Acidic. Okay. I have to look into that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Right. Good luck. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. We have more of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up. I'm Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 a.m., The Answer. Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867 is our number. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. We have Karen on the line. Hi, Karen. Welcome to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Doing great. How are you? Good, good. How can we help you? Well, I'm hoping you'll have some good news about my poor little peach tree it's a florida Uh-oh. print so it's an early bloomer and it had already blossomed and the leaves were coming out when we had our snow event and now the everything you know the leaves are just brown and facing down and that's the way it looks what, so what kind of what variety is it it's a florida print okay florida prince that's a mm-hmm. peach yeah uh, so it, if it already really bloomed, good. you probably are going to lose the bloom, but I don't think you'll lose the tree. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, don't. Yeah, just leave it alone. It'll it'll resprout. Yeah, don't don't fill it full of uh, fertilizer or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. Just, uh, let it restore itself. Did when it, did you plant it? it last be? year? Oh no, it's about a five-year-old tree. Oh my goodness! It's a well-established. Okay. It's already given us several harvests, and uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's peach, a prolific tree. Yeah, great. Oh, it'll come back. Don't okay. worry. Okay. Okay. Good news. 
Thanks okay. so very much. Thank okay, you. bye-bye. Thank you, Karen. You take care. Thanks for calling 210-308-8867. Milton, you don't have to say kiss it goodbye I wouldn't every have said time. it anyway. Ed is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Ed. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? I'm doing well. I hope you guys are, too. Um, Thank you. I've got a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, I've got hundreds of pots, five-gallon and, and smaller. And uh, most things, like my pear trees, are leafed out and blooming, so I know they're okay. Uh, yeah. I've got black bamboo that looks pretty good, but I've got some timber bamboo that um, it looks like it's, I mean, I'm hoping it'll come back up, but the tops are completely dead. Uh, and what, it's it's called what? Timber, timber bamboo. It's timber to, bamboo? Yeah, it's supposed to get like 70 or 80 feet high. Yeah, I know timber bamboo. Uh <laughs> The uh, what well, you got it in containers? Yeah. Yes. Were well, you gonna plant it out or just grow it in containers? Um, just haven't found a place to plant it yet. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> you keep it in those containers, cause that if that stuff gets loose, it'll it'll uh, be in your house knocking up the concrete in a little while. Now, well, did it, how did it fare in the freeze? Uh, I had some golden bamboo that, you know, it only gets about, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 feet high. And you're right. It, it sort of tried to take over the whole planet. but Yeah, right. But eventually the highway department came and dug it all up and hauled it away. <laughs> That's uh, good. <laughs> yeah, wherever they took it, though, might be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, might be. Uh, you know what those are? The Lesage Orange? Oh, yeah. Oh, Sage Orange. Hedge, yeah. uh, hedge, uh, hedge apples. Uh, I, yeah, hedge apples. I've got okay. those that I've raised from seed. Uh, they're about, uh, well, I had them in containers for a long time, and they're they're probably seven or eight years old or maybe older. Uh, I planted some in the ground. They've gotten to be about 10, 12 feet high maybe, or maybe a little bit higher. When do you think those might bloom? Uh, they're going to have to be five or five to seven years old. Well, they're, they're that seeds. old, but probably for the first two or three years they were in, in uh, containers. Yeah. Now, how did they did they fare in the freeze? Yeah, I okay, bulldog or take of cold. Well, you know they lose their leaves in the winter, but uh, you know I've checked them and they seem to be, uh, you know the the twigs are still. Uh, and they were planted in the ground, right, rather than in a container. Yeah, right. And I've got that my varnish tree, which is looks. It looks real tropical, has giant leaves on it and green bark and all that. Um, they look okay. They oh, have what was that? Varnish tree. Oh yeah, I should. I, I didn't. I didn't even uh, check mine. <laughs> I got a big one back there, and I don't. I don't even know. I suspect all the leaves are off. But well, I have one that's in a five-gallon pot, and even it looks like it came through okay. 
I'll be there. But I, the the one that I have in the ground, I had it in a pot for many years, and it survived the freeze back in '89. Uh, just wow. sitting in a pot. So you you t- going back to the butt art? You took the seed out of the apples, the big apples that haven't fallen under the tree. Yes. Wow. I never ever heard of anybody doing that. You're well, a pistol. I, I, what I did was I broke open the apple and threw a bunch of seeds and the, and the hull into a hanging basket, and they just started, you know, <laughs> I put a little dirt on it, and the, yeah. they started germinating, and I took them out of there and put them in, in you know, individual containers. Yeah. Well, that's a good tree. Uh, it's It's hard... Uh, because of the thorns and the apples. But, the wood, uh, I, I thought you were going to describe the wood uh, and how hard it was. Yeah, it's good, too, the wood. Uh, my father used to when, make duck, duck calls out of it. Oh. The beautiful yellow wood. Well, but, and, uh, uh, another advantage to it is that it comes in male and female, so if you don't like that's that. That's right. And... And the, one of the big things, the reason they call it a hedge apple is because uh, it's real easy to take cuttings on it. But I'm waiting for mine uh, to to uh, have fruit so I know which ones are males and females so I can take the cuttings of the, and know what they are. Yeah, yeah, okay. Hey, uh, Ed, we need to run, okay? Yes, <laughs> I understand. Thank you. You bet, Talk to you later, Ed. Yeah, right, get, get back with us on that. I like that. Good to hear from you. Yeah, good to hear from you. Uh, Kevin is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Kevin. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I am good. Thank you. Good. What's going on? Um, I have a question about ball moss. I'm not sure if you've addressed this much, but um, I, I was told that baking soda... Uh, mixed with water, agitated, would work. And it actually did kill the ball moss, but it hung on even stronger to the limb. I mean, it looked uh, dark brown, but it was still ugly on the limb. Do you know, is there any is there anything to use on ball moss other than doing it manually? And what, what did you use on it? I used baking soda, just baking soda okay. and water. Yeah, that that works. <laughs> our plant our plant pathologist people uh, check that out. Uh, the mixture on uh, plantanswers.com. The problem is okay. finding that that volume of baking soda. Well, some of the uh, in the hill country, some of the feed feed stores used to have yeah have it, and it works, but. Uh, the other thing uh, is the chemical part of it is using uh, a coside, Co- a copper spray. Copper hydroxide, yeah. Yeah, copper hydroxide. Yeah, but that's pretty toxic, isn't it? Like, yeah, toxic, not really. Like if you get it in water. Because no, uh, these just, uh, trees that I'm doing are, like, right next to the Guadalupe, so I don't want to get that in. No. Yeah. Got about well, a minute and a half, guys. Your, ba- your baking soda will work. But there's no way yeah, to but, make it come off of that faster. Well, you could just put up with the ball moss since it doesn't hurt anything. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's unsightly, and oh, it yeah. seems to me sure. that 
um, when it gets like in very heavy masses, that it slowly chokes out that limb. That's got about there a minute. You go. It's always you always see it growing on dead limb. That, I think I, Calvin may have a different opinion. I think, I think Calvin thinks that it doesn't hurt the limbs. That's what Calvin says. But I saw I saw it on a a wire, a, a telephone wire, I guess. Got about a minute, guys. Kill so that we, wire. We, we need to wrap uh, it up. Kill what? that wire, dead or no doornail. Okay, <laughs> do we have to We want to. Yeah, wrap this up real quick so we can we can help Kevin, and we got about 20 seconds. But uh, you, that, that uh, plantanswers.com has info on the. Uh, yeah. Uh, material. Okay. Thank you, Kevin. All right, we're going to say goodbye for today. Thanks for joining us. We've had a good time out here. Come join us next week here at Millburgers at 1604 on Bull Road. And on behalf of the docs, thanks to Al for doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. This is The Answer.